Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. and welcome to the Marriage After God podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron and Jennifer Smith. We have been married 15 years and have five sweet children who are growing up way too fast. We love God and we love marriage. And we love to be honest about it all. Marriage is not always a walk in the park, but we do believe it has a powerful purpose. So our goal here is to open up the conversation to talk about our faith and our marriage. Especially in light of the gospel. We certainly don't have all the answers, but if you stick around, we may just make you laugh. But our hope is to encourage you to chase boldly after God's purpose for your life together. This is Marriage After God. Well, we are actually doing this. We're back. We're recording an episode. Here we are. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, I always think it's funny. Uh, the moment we start recording, stuff happens. The doorbell rings. And then we have two UPS drivers. I don't know why it took two, but dropping out this little tiny package. Or kids come in. What yeah. are you doing in there? <laughs> it's just funny. It always put because we're like tr- trying to psych ourselves up to do this after not doing it for so long. And but are you nervous, Aaron? No. Yes, I am. Um, but speaking of how long it's taken us to get this new season out, this episode is kind of about that. Yep. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about life transitions, uh, unexpected circumstances, and keeping our marriage strong during those high stress seasons. And speaking of. Uh, life transitions. We wanted to let you guys know that today's episode is sponsored by my first book, The Unveiled Wife. Uh, this is our um, first four years of our marriage story. So we're yeah. talking about that transition from being single to married and just the and difficult all the hard things that yep. happened. Yep. Yeah. It was a stressful time for us. And uh, we, in the book, share how God led us through that. And what I love about the book is it's got your beautiful face right on the cover. <laughs> Thank you. It's like memorializing you. I love it. <laughs> Anyways, you should pick up a copy of The Unveiled Wife. It's available on Amazon.com or on our site, shop.marriageaftergod.com. So this week's topic is on life transitions. Everyone has life transitions. And we go through them all throughout our life. There's going to be all sorts of different seasons in our life where we have to transition from one season to the next. And I feel like, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like just uh, everybody lately has been in really big life transitions. Uh, yeah. People we know, people <laughs> I see on social media, I just keep hearing this kind of same phrase, life transition over and over again. So we know a little bit about this from this last mm. year, and we thought we'd kind of use today's episode to recap where we've been, what we're doing. Our last episode for the Marriage After God podcast was... Over a year and a half ago. That's crazy. Which like, is where does time go? Way longer than we expected <laughs> because 
when we when we took our break, we we're like, oh, you know, we're going to come back in the fall or like whatever the next season. We we're going to just do another season. And that didn't happen. <laughs> but there have been so many times that we thought we were on the cusp of, okay, here we are. We're going to start up again. And I think we even let people know on social media, we're coming back. And then something got in the way and we weren't able to. Yeah. And so the the thing is, is we kind of started something that kind of got in the way of the podcast, which is okay because things do happen. Seasons come, transitions happen. Um, and what was that thing that we were doing? So we decided to build a house, which is a really cool and big investment and way to kind of move forward with our family and our life. And um, especially having five kids now, we wanted something a little bit larger. So we were like, hey, why don't we build and let's get out of town. And so we moved south, farther away from the city and built something. That's been a big deal for us. It's been over a year of us doing this and we finally just moved in actually, which is awesome. But that not you know being between homes, which is is why we haven't recorded the episodes. Recorded well, the podcast. All of our stuff was packed away in boxes, and seriously, the moment that podcast box came out and we started unboxing it, we both got super excited, like of the potential. Yeah. Okay, how long is this going to take? Let's start setting up now. Yeah, so we we kind of got the table set up. We got our little our spot in the room set up, uh, and we were like, okay, let's start planning. And that's what we've been doing. So for all of you who have been following along on social media and seeing those couple of times we said, hey, we're going to start and then it stalled. Sorry, we're so sorry. But here we, love we you. are. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're so excited about this season. And we've had a lot of fun brainstorming, um, trying to figure out what can we bring for mm -hmm. your guys' sake, you know, to, to enjoy this podcast and to um, learn some stuff along the way, learn stuff about us, but also just... Uh, take what we share and apply it to your marriage or mm -hmm. or evaluate where you're at in your relationship with your spouse and and say, God, what do you want? What yeah. do you want from us? Well, and what's what I'm excited about with this episode is we kind of wanted everyone listening just to know that things happen. Mm -hmm. Like we can have all of these expectations for ourselves or these plans. We can we can kind of want something for ourselves and for others, something that's good. And just sometimes things get in the way and that's okay. Like it was hard for us because mm -hmm. there was many times we we're like, man, like we, we were on such a moment. We were having such a momentum. We, we were excited about it and just we couldn't do it. And so now we're excited to do it again. And we hope that you're encouraged by us starting back up and showing that even when you um, don't do what you want, you can get back up and you can try, try, try again. Is that a song or something like that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so in getting them excited about what they might hear along the way, why don't you share kind of what we've brainstormed for them? Uh, we, we have some topics. We have some topics on money and even cryptocurrency because uh, that's a thing now and everyone's into it. I'm into it. You just went uh, straight for that, huh? You I did, yeah. You get super excited. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to talk about money, inflation, all these different things that affect marriage. Okay. Yeah, our journey with pornography. Okay. Or against it, I where should say. Where we were and where we are today. Yeah. And uh, how to slow down when life feels so fast, which is another thing that we've felt. We have kids just growing up really fast and it feels too fast, actually. Um, and then an episode, we actually got this topic from someone from the audience about past baggage, things from our past and how it affects us. And there's going to be topics like that. Just a reminder for all of you listening um, that... We don't come with all this authority in all these areas. Uh, this is just things that we've learned along the way that we wanted to uh, kind of just talk about with you guys. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's not like a, how, you know, how to do X, Y, Z for a perfect marriage. It's more just like, here's, here's what's going on and mm -hmm. here's what we've learned or here's what we're struggling with. 
Can I say something funny about that? Uh, whenever someone asks me, hey, what do you do for a living? I'm always like, uh, well, my wife and I write books and we, we encourage people in their marriages and their faith. And they're like, oh, marriage, huh? And I immediately have to like, tell them like, well, we're not like marriage experts or anything. Yeah. <laughs> we use marriage as like a way of encouraging people. We just like yeah. to share what God's doing in our life. And, uh, but that's that what you're saying is true. Like we're not yeah. coming as marriage experts. We're coming to just share what God's doing in our marriage. We believe that God loves marriage and he want, and we like to use our marriage as a catalyst to encourage people to grow closer to God and to their Definitely. spouse and get in the word of God. And so that's what we do. Awesome. So I hope you guys can look forward to uh, hanging out with us this next season. Uh, we have 12 episodes coming at you. And uh, we also added a cool little feature of a weekly challenge, something that you guys can um, engage with your spouse with. And hopefully we'll, we'll yeah. have some fun doing it too. That's going to be awesome. So this season, this episode, keeping marriage strong during life transitions. That Why does that matter to, to try and keep your marriage strong? Like, does that during transitions, is that an opportunity for to get weaker or to drift apart or for contention to come in? Well, always. Our flesh yeah. is always being tempted and tried, right? Um, when we say transition, we're talking about that, that process or period of time where life is changing. There's things shifting. Um, there's that, that space between one another where circumstances come up and we get, we, we get tried in how mm -hmm. we respond to those circumstances. I also look at it as like we get seasons of comfort where we kind of we know each other a bit. We have we have our ways of being. We have our routines. We have our thought processes. And they kind of have they've just gone parallel with each other. Mm -hmm. And then in any sort of transition or turmoil, those those connections that we have get tested. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's this drawing of of like a, a pulling, a tugging on each other because we get tried in new ways. And so that that area of comfort gets totally shaken and that's where we're, we're trying to encourage in this episode yeah. is what happens in that, in that mix. So we've been in a huge life transition for the last like 10 months. And we know that many other people and other families have been through so many different life transitions, um, housing moves across this country moves, mm -hmm. job moves, having babies, losing babies through miscarriage, school changes, and just so much more. And some of these shifts may have been like just really small and micro and you, you don't notice them, but over time they build up. Um, and the effects, um, and they have effects on you and others, and you may be still feeling those effects as well. Yeah. And so our heart is to, to speak into that a little bit, I think. Also just launching this, uh, season, season six of marriage after God, we're entering into that transition from summer to fall. So everyone's just feeling that. Oh, it's like that. a seasonal transition yeah. episode about transition. The season of pumpkin spice <laughs> or bust. Yeah. Right? I, I'm not a big fan of pumpkin spice, but I know there are people that love it. So if that's your thing, cool. <laughs> I'm a black coffee guy. So I'm like a pumpkin pie or bust. <laughs> I could do pumpkin pie. Yeah, and pumpkin spice cake. Okay, so I can do pumpkin spice in some ways, but not in my coffee, for sure. <laughs> okay, so um, our our life transition, let's start there. We sold our house last year and moved out in October and had this dream of building a home together, which, which we thought naively, was going... Naively, we thought it was going to happen way faster. <laughs> we thought that that was going to be um, a lot faster than... Yeah. what happened. And there was some hangups along the way for different reasons. Um, I know one of them was just getting our, our permit to build took, took a, long a lot time. longer than we yeah. thought. Um, lots of, um, 
hangups from COVID and, and, you know, well, all and then the- it starts snowing and that mm-hmm. just slows everything down. Yep. And, uh, so we, it's not like it's anyone's fault. I, th- I think there's probably people laughing that are listening that have d- gone through this process. Cause there's always this thing is like, Oh, it's always going to take longer than you think. It's and always like, going to cost more than you thought. <laughs> and I'm an idealist and I'm like, no, it's going to happen faster and it's going to be cheaper. Nope. That's exactly what everyone says. <laughs> longer and more expensive, but the cool thing about um, what happened was God just led us through a, a huge time of being humbled, mm-hmm. um, having to rely on his resources and and the, and the church. We the had church. friends that invited us in and helped us and were with us along the way. We also took a little trip with the kids. I say a little, but it was like it was six or seven weeks. And it was really incredible just to have that time together as a family. Um that was that was one of the things we planned for and we thought when we were coming back we'd be coming to a house and that wasn't what happened and so (laughs) having to shift gears in the moment and and be okay with that was a big deal to me i think god taught me a lot about flexibility yeah so speaking of flexibility how many houses have we lived in since october yeah it was over 30 but again, we took that trip and yeah. we stayed in Airbnbs. We stayed at parents' houses. We Friends' houses, a yeah. trailer. <laughs> it's been very interesting, to say the least. Um, I, I've actually really enjoyed it. It was long and I did want to be in a house. But it was actually really cool seeing how our kids and how we were able to like do it. Mm-hmm. That flexibility that um, I think our kids are going to just look back and be like, oh, we could we could do anything almost. <laughs> I, I hope, hope so. they think. Yeah, I hope they think that. Um that's not to say it wasn't difficult. That's not to say that we didn't have hard times. That's kind of what we're talking about. But I, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't trade it. I, I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. No, no, no. It, I maybe trade parts of it. Parts but of no, it, yeah. it was good. Okay, so what was the hardest part of of that whole transition, kind of living nomadically displaced, not having a solid home, place to call home? Uh, for sure, for me, the hardest part of that 10 months of just not having a single place with all my things where they go with like that, all that stuff was routine and consistency just disappeared. Yeah. It was gone. Now I probably could have tried harder in the midst of this stuff and kept something. I, there was times I tried that, but man, I feel like I lost all forward, forward momentum with like exercise and diet and being in the word and all these things that were just part of my daily routine. I'm having to like fight for that again right now. What about you? I think for me, it was, um, if I put it in simplest terms, the setup and takedown of each place we stayed at, even during traveling. It it was like I'd go in and bring all of our clothes in or whatever we're using. And sometimes it was just a couple of days between places. And so I I just, I felt really exhausted. That was rough. Yeah. Uh, just to go back, one of the things that I really regret dropping the ball on was uh, not being consistent with our family Bible time. And that's something I've been trying to regain again. I've been, since we've been in the house and even before that, try like just working really hard at getting my family back into being in the Word of God every morning as a family. Uh, so I'm sad that that happened. It did, but we're, I'm working on it. Something that I noticed between us personally in our marriage was usually we'd have these kind of routine dates where we'd vision oh, yeah. cast or yep. share like, okay, what's on the agenda? What are we working towards? You know, goals. And I noticed that that kind of got put on the back burner and neither one of us really brought it up for a while. And I think it was just because we both felt super overwhelmed by our circumstance that like, how could we think about the future without this yeah. other major thing happening and be- 
you know, being final. And it was almost like we were waiting to get over this hurdle yep. before we re get recouped that. Yeah. Um, but you can also look at it like we were on a 10 month date. This was like a <laughs> one long, <laughs> amazing date. I'll say this, God, God put something very specific on our hearts to pursue together at the beginning of the year that we've been diligent to work through. And I'm really excited about that. Oh, I think I know what you're talking. It's about. like the one thing that we were working towards aside from building the home. Yeah. Yep. And I'm really excited to share that with everybody. But maybe we'll leave them hang in there for a minute. Okay. Or should we just tell them? Uh, that's up to you. Okay. So just today, we turned in our manuscript for our next traditionally published book that I've been wanting to write for so long. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. And it comes out in the fall of next year. Yep. So you guys can look forward to that. Do, do we want to share what it is or we'll leave that part out? Let's leave that part out. All right. You'll Coming have to find you. out in future Stick. episodes. <laughs> Stick with us through three more seasons. No, <laughs> we'll let you guys in on it soon. So we talked about things that were hard during that transition this last 10 months, almost a year for us. Um, but like we do with our kids, we don't always just let them do their low lights. What's a highlight? What's something that just stands out to you of like, man, that was awesome. Real quick, if you don't know what Aaron's talking about, we will sit around the dinner table and just ask the kids, okay, what was a highlight from today? And some of them will share a low light, but we always encourage the highlight because that's the fun part. That's the praise. That's the, mm -hmm. this is what makes it all worth it. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, God showed me just really how flexible our family can be and especially our children. They really encouraged me in this area because I just saw them going, going, going and like nothing was really affecting them the way that it was affecting me. And so there's a big encouragement there. And uh, I don't know, like I said, at the end of it, I was I was pretty worn out. But in the midst of it, seeing our flexibility as a family was it was really cool. The other thing that was a super big highlight was that six, seven week trip we were on. I can't remember exactly how long it was, but we went from here in Oregon across all the way to South Dakota. We got to see Mount Rushmore. Uh, we came down through Ohio and stayed with family, which was really awesome. We made it all the way to Tennessee, which we both have wanted to explore for a while. We almost went to Florida. We almost went to Florida but and decided- this was towards to... the end of the trip and we're like, let's go home. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a lot of driving, Yeah, um, which already was. We went through Arkansas, which Elliot was so excited because in his history book, we were reading about Crater of the Diamonds. And so we got to stop off there for mm -hmm. the kids. And, and we hunt, hunted for diamonds. For hours. It was fun. <laughs> Digging in the dirt. If you're ever in Arkansas, you should go do that. That was a lot of fun. We made a stopover in Waco, which- I'm sure everybody's like knows what I'm talking about, but I've always wanted to go see uh, the silos at Magnolia. And so we got to do that. And I also hit up a couple of antique stores while we were there. So we just really got cool. to do a lot. I feel like everyone in the family got to do something. Was What, what state did we see that um, battlefield? Was that in? I was in South Dakota. I was in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. That was so cool. We got to see actual history, like mm -hmm. historic sites of, of where battles took place. And I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Uh, for me... My highlight was seeing how simple we can live because mm -hmm. we did, I mean, all literally all of our stuff was in these storage pods. <laughs> so we didn't have anything with us. Um, and that was pretty cool. We had to, uh, we, we didn't have any place to put anything. So we just had our, everything we could fit in our car. We had some buckets of clothes for Which the kids. I didn't buy extra clothes throughout that time because I didn't have anywhere to put them. Yeah, I exactly. only had the buckets. So we, we had... Uh, one small suitcase for us and we just did a lot of laundry whenever we, <laughs> we we're actually gonna share in another episode on this idea of of living simple yeah and so that was a lot of it was really cool i was i was almost said it was a lot of fun 
It wasn't always a lot of fun. It was different. We did have a lot of fun, but uh, living simple, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to see how little you need. We didn't need much. We had our car and our kids and I had my wife. And we were like, let's go. Yeah, don't forget me. We did. <laughs> Do you think our marriage remained strong during this time? Uh, I think you should answer that first and then, and then I'll answer second. <laughs> okay. Um, my answer is yes and no. Uh, there were definitely times that I broke down emotionally. Uh, because I wasn't getting what I wanted. I, I wanted to be in a home where I could be what I felt purposeful and doing homeschool the way that I envisioned. Yeah. And um, and I I do want to just say thank you to you, Aaron, because you were like a pillar of encouragement throughout that time, reminding me constantly that we chose this, that this was something that we decided together um, to make an investment for our family. Um, in building the home. And so it, it rattled a lot of different areas of our life, but you reminded us that you reminded me that we are in it together. And that was really encouraging. And I always did it super gently and <laughs> with self-control <laughs> and not emotional. No, we, yes, I did encourage you, but at the same time, I didn't always do it well, but we, we did do it. And we, we made it and we survived. And, <laughs> Here we are. Um, I also really quickly just want to shout out and say thank you to a friend of mine who in the midst of, you know, the times I would text her that I was having a hard time or I need prayer. Um, she, she asked me this question. She said, what does God have for you in this? And I love that question because mm. if I was ever just thinking about myself or what I wanted, that question comes in, it kind of hits you in the face. You're like, Oh, wait a minute. This is about him. This is about what his will is for us. And what does he have for me in this? It's definitely not to just complain mm -hmm. or grumble or uh, wallow in the emotional side of everything, but it's really to consider what's he teaching me? Hmm. How good. is he shaping me? How is he using these yeah. circumstances to change my life? Yeah. What's that old adage? He cares more about our character than he does our comfort. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, he uses these opportunities in our life to shape us and, and mold us. Uh, so, the question is, do you think our marriage remained strong during this transition? I think our marriage did remain strong. I know you said yes and no, but even when there were emotional breakdowns or discouragement or even regrets, I don't believe those things were evidence of our marriage being weak, but rather a test hmm. of our marriage, marriage's strength. Because those things come. Um, we, we as individuals can have weak moments, but those weak moments don't define the entirety of our marriage. So when I look at this, I don't see like, oh, because we didn't perfectly have the right attitude the whole time, we must have been weak. Well, we're in the middle of hard things. We have sometimes hard responses. It doesn't mean that it should be that way, but that happens. I love your perspective and I wish it was easier for me to see things that way because I do get stuck in that rut, that way of thinking where that, failed or that I failed or that mm -hmm. I didn't do it right or here I went through four months and didn't pray like I should have or you know been consistent in his word and mm -hmm didn't respond to the circumstances with, you know, perfect Perfection, attitude, yeah. like you said. And so I get down on myself, but I love that you're seeing this as a testimony of our strength of our marriage and mm -hmm. how we're able to encourage each other. Yeah. It. Times will get hard. Emotions will be high. Regrets will creep in. Mm. Fears will manifest. Yeah. And this is normal and okay. Mm. Um, but if, they are walked through with Christ and the spirit, then those moments of weakness become part of the strength that bonds us. Yes. And so I, was it always great? Was it always perfect? Was it always peaceful and joyful? No, but I don't see that as 
evidence of our weakness, I see, as in our marriage being weak. I just see those as normal responses to hard things in life. Mm-hmm. And it's how we chose to walk those out. That, sh- that is how we practice that strengthening and that strength that we have. That's good. Well, uh, what do you think helped our marriage stay strong? Like, what's the practical? What did that look like between us? Um, you brought it up earlier, remembering that this was something that we wanted mm-hmm. and actually looked forward to. Uh, it's you, There's that verse that talks about counting the cost before you build, like mm-hmm. a builder counts the cost. And we we did, but it's often, it's really hard to actually count the emotional and spiritual cost of something, mm-hmm. which is actually more important than the actual financial cost of things, which we should calculate all that. Mm-hmm. But we we chose it. We're like, this is good. This is what we want. This is a good investment. It's going to be good for our family. It's going to be long, but it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to anticipate what the 10 months, 12 months is yeah. going to feel like when you're just looking from your your moment in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think just remembering and I like me reminding you and reminding myself like, well, this is a good thing we're doing. This is a, um, this is going to benefit our family. And yes, this is hard, but it's temporary. And we did want this. We have to remember we want, this was something that we decided as a family to do. Yeah. I think that helped us. Something to add to that list or to what you're saying, um, that I think helped our marriage stay strong, uh, is prayer. And being able to go to God and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're feeling weak. Hey, we need help. Hey, this." Which there was a lot of that. Yeah, there was a ton of ton of prayer, um, but also friends who saw what we were walking through and supported us in that time in different ways, whether it be prayer mm-hmm. or encouragement or letting us stay at their house or just come over and use their shower. And I really appreciated that. Um, I also really appreciated talking to you late at night about how I was feeling and you just listening. Not always having an answer, not always having the ability to fix it, but just being there to comfort one another and support each other in that way. Letting me know that crying is okay. That, yeah, we, that we shouldn't always cry, right? But <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes. But it's going to come. Yeah, it's going to come. Yeah. Um, here's a little tip for you you husbands out there. Um, I've been trying to practice. I'm, I'm not good at this very well because I, I just want to like give them. Here's the answer. Here's the fix. Um, but trying to practice saying, like listening to you in the midst of it and then just saying, yeah, that's hard. And then you keep going. It's and called then, validation. Yeah, and, then, and then I'm like, yeah, that that's, yeah, mm-hmm. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is not easy for me because I may not even understand why, why it seems hard during that moment specifically. Or I want to give an answer to that why it's so hard or I want to give a fix. But I, I've been trying to practice. Yeah, that's hard. Understand. You say it sincerely. I do. I'm not I, right now. I'm sounding funny, but like I have been trying to practice that, and it That's actually good. helps because then you, the next day, you're much better. Yeah, because I just want to be heard. Sometimes I want you to know what I'm going through. All right. Um, we know that you guys are going through life transitions too, and so we wanted to share some verses, some scripture that would encourage you today through um, through your transitions. Through your transitions. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, you want to share the first one? Yeah, Ecclesiastes. I only pass that off because I hate saying that. Ecclesiastes 7, verses 8 through 11. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. Say not, why were were the former days better than these? 
for it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance, an advantage to those who see the sun. Okay, when I read this, it was so convicting. It was so convicting because I, well, first just being patient over being proud. It's like in my flesh, I think I know what's right and what needs to happen and how to get it done. Mm -hmm. But I'm not patient for those things to come about. <laughs> yeah, you, you want the results now rather than waiting for them knowing that they will come if you continue on. Yeah. So in my pride, I, I'm seeing what needs to happen and what I need for my life to be a certain way. And I get angry when it doesn't happen. Mm. And I feel really bad about that. Or if you that. can't make it happen. Yeah. Because that was usually, it's like, I can't, I can't get this thing to... Ugh. And then being in that, that place where you think the better days were, or the former days were better. And... That happened quite a few times. Even our kids say, I just want to go back to the old house. There was one time that they said yeah. that. And, and it breaks our heart because we also miss the old house. <laughs> I know. And I almost wonder if they were saying that because they overheard one of us say it. Maybe. Um, but it's just... Um, do you remember when I encouraged you? This is uh, for those listening. There was an encouragement I gave to Jennifer a long time um, during this season, kind of about this idea of looking, always looking backward and always looking forward, but mm -hmm. never looking in front of you, mm -hmm. like looking where, right where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, because often we, we do this in our flesh. We're constantly looking back. Which in hindsight, you can see very clearly. Yeah. Hindsight makes you think that you're, you, you had all the answers yeah. because it's in the past. And then we're constantly looking forward to the thing that we're anticipating. But what that does is if you're always living in the past and always looking to the future, then you're never experiencing the now. Mm -hmm. You're never in it now saying, okay, Lord, I need the strength now. Mm -hmm. I need patience now. I need your grace now. Mm -hmm. um, so that's something that you can be encouraged with is if you're constantly looking forward or backward, then you're going to have a really hard time seeing the now. And being content in yeah. that place where God has you in the present. And in Ecclesiastes... Um, the Solomon says, the only thing you have is today, mm -hmm. not tomorrow, not yesterday. You have today. So let's, let's take advantage of that. Amen. Uh, this next verse is pretty clear. I don't even know if we need to really explain it, but it's Proverbs three, five, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So when your pride does flare up and you do think you, you know what something should be, uh, being your, able, your understanding. Yeah, yeah, being able to lay that down at the foot of Christ and say, I'm going to trust you. If this is what you want me to walk through, I'm going to trust you. What I actually think is funny about this is, is when we don't trust the Lord with all of our hearts, our understanding is usually, I don't understand. Why is it this way? <laughs> Why is this happening to me? <laughs> Which is a, a telltale sign that we're not trusting in the Lord. Okay, Lord, you have a reason. What What's going on is your will. I want to trust you. <laughs> Sometimes we can look at life transitions and it can be easy to identify what was hard about that because it's what we complained about or what we focused on the most or what, what we, we were, felt the most. What we were frustrated about, yeah. Um, a good thing to practice, though, in hard life transitions is to take what James tells us to heart. James 1, 2 through 3 says, count it all joy. Oh. Count it all joy. Well, that all really doesn't mean all. What it really means. Aaron, stop. Oh. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Mm -hmm. So here's the answer. We go through hard things and the testing of our faith produces steadfastness. We mm -hmm. become better. When we count it all joy. We don't become better when we count it all as suffering or hardship or complaint. Yeah. But when we count it all joy, when we we're able to receive it. Yeah. When yeah. we praise God, like, okay, 
Thank you for this hard season. Mm -hmm. Teach me what you have for me. Help me in this season. Um, and also what Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Having wait, wait, how can you think about <laughs> whatever is pure and lovely and commendable when you're stuck in complaining? Yeah, this isn't lovely. This is not commendable. This is ugly like yeah. so are is your encouragement that those going through life transitions and it being hard look for the things that are commendable or that's well, what philippians 4 8 tells us that we should that's that's what we should be thinking about there might be things that are hard or ugly in the midst or of that it, we don't understand but what what in the midst of it is good mm. what in the midst of it is lovely and pure and excellent and commendable and so going back to that idea of like hey we chose this being thankful for it. Yeah, we okay, that's good and commendable. We, we chose a good thing. Mm -hmm. These things are also hard. What happens if you don't choose it and you're going through a hard life transition? Well, you're going to be stuck in the... Oh, if you, you didn't choose the hard if transition. You oh. Because you think you can't rely on saying, well, we chose this. It's just something Well, that was just happening. one thing in our situation. That was a good and commendable and pure thing to consider. Like, oh, this was a choice we made and that's okay. If it's something that's being done to you, something that you have no control Out of your over, control. which... Most transitions in life are out of our control and they were in reality. Yeah. We still think about what's good and commendable and pure. So it's a, it's a, it's a heart of thanks, thankfulness and looking for the good and God's will. And, and it saves us from so much heartache and frustration because mm. the other way it just leaves us with heartache and frustration. I recently had reposted uh, this next verse on my Insta stories, but I shared a graphic poster that was done by scripture type and it's, it's so beautiful. And so I posted it, I think on like a Friday, Saturday and that next Sunday, my friend came up to me and oh, was like, yeah. Hey, really I wanted to give you a heads up before I got here, but don't buy that for yourself. Cause I got it for you. And she gave it to me as a gift and I love it so much. So if you're, if you love your friends, stock their stories and then get good gift ideas from that. Okay. <laughs> from things they post. Here it is. Isaiah 48. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our gods will stand forever. And uh, this is just that encouragement that our circumstances are constantly changing and shifts will occur and happen. What we have now will not always be, but what is faithful? Mm -hmm. The Lord's word. And we can trust yeah. him and we need to be in the word to be encouraged by it. Yeah. I like that because the grass withering and the flower fades. This in essence Seasonal. is, it's, well, it's saying the, sometimes the good things and the beautiful things that you hold on to will come to an end. That They will come to an end. Yeah. And, but that's okay. That's mm. everything's going to, going to burn away. Uh, but the word of God doesn't, and we can stand on that. And so in these seasons that are hard, we husbands encourage your wives with the word of God, which does not change. Remind them of the truth. And then wives, encourage your husbands with the word of God, which does not change. And it's true. Yeah. I admit that during our transition, I was not very good at pouring time into reading God's word because we kept shifting so much. There was just no consistency. And I was dipping in here and there, but it just wasn't the same as what it had been. And I was in this cycle of staying busy and then tired, busy and then tired, busy and then tired just waiting for my circumstances to change. Like I, I, I can't implement another routine until mm. this one thing is done. This happens. Yeah. yeah. And so looking forward and pushing everything off until that happened. And I'm just sharing that with you guys so that you don't do what I did 
So just learn from my mistake and know that the number one way you can remain um, constant, constant and, and steadfast, and, and steadfast <laughs> in a season of life transitions is to be in God's word and to be in prayer and fe- feeding your mind and your heart and your spirit with him. Mm-hmm. We can't hope to remain strong if we're not feeding like if you're working out and you don't have the protein and the carbs and all the things your body needs, you're just going to get, you're going to have atrophy and you're going to, you're not going to be able to do it. You'll mm-hmm. be too tired. It's the same in our spirit. Like God, God wants us. It's We don't read his word to like earn anything from God. We do it to, to gain what comes from reading his word, mm-hmm. which is strength and power mm-hmm. and, and steadfastness mm-hmm. and authority and purity and all these things and transformation. Yeah. Speaking of transformation, I've been going to the gym. I've been having a coach walk me through. Jennifer's taken on all the things that I used to do, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not doing them now, and she is. I had I'm, to jump in and do something I'm for my proud body. Of her. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but remember that perspective that we were sharing that you were sharing earlier about uh, just not wallowing in failure mm-hmm. and being able to do the next right thing. Well, I had a conviction when I was learning a new lift. My coach. Um, encourage me. He goes, you're, you're going to be doing this thing. And while you're doing it, I'm going to walk you through areas you can improve like micro movements. And you and love that when people tell you like how you should be better. And how you- <laughs> what Aaron's saying is I don't like being told what to do. Okay. Ha, I get it. But, uh, for the sake of lifting properly, mm-hmm. I'm trying to pay attention to everything he's saying, but I love that he came and gave me that encouragement first that he's, he's, what he said was, is don't think about how you're doing it wrong. Just listen to me as you go and do try and make adjustments to do the right thing. And I, as he's talking, I'm immediately thinking about God saying this to me about a conviction that I've had about my prayer life, especially during this life transition and being in his word. And it's like he was saying to me, don't wallow in failure that you didn't do it right, do it right throughout this transition, but I want you to do the next right thing. I want you to make adjustments. And so I have been taking those steps mm-hmm. and I've been feeling so much better, so much closer to the Lord. And, um, so I just wanted to encourage you guys that if you're in a place where you're like, well, I haven't been doing it right. Or I see myself as failing, just pick up right now and do the next right thing. Make those adjustments that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay. then. So even though we've been talking about life transitions and how circumstances can shift our lives and our routines up, um, other words that define transition are growth, development, progress, transformation, like what you're talking about. Yeah. We can look at these seasons of our life as negative things or hard things like, oh, I hate when change comes or this is too hard. I wish we can be more, go back to our comfort that we had. But that's really what a transition is, is going from you got comfortable. And now you're not. And now you're not. <laughs> I was going to say, when I go through life transitions, I don't feel like there's development or progress or transformation. Like you don't feel those things in the midst of it. No, but if we don't recognize it, we might, as the Bible says, kick against the goads. Mm-hmm. We're trying to be led a certain way. The idea of being kicking against the goads is that the oxen would have a goad on their heels so that if they kicked to fight against where they're being led, it would hurt them. Mm-hmm. And it'd say, no, you're going to go where I want you to go. And so we could kick against the goads and then we, we won't. We'll just remain in our old way of thinking, our old way of being, our old comforts. When I think God wants to use these, use everything in our life to grow us and transform us and 
mature us. So what you're what you're saying is we need to remain humble and teachable, and pliable, and pliable, and, and, and joyful, and count it all, jo- count it count all joy. It all joy. Yeah. Uh, Philippians three twelve says, "Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own." And this is the why we do what we do as Christians. This is why we count it all joy. We choose to be faithful and rely on God because Christ has made us mm-hmm. his. And it's not that we've already pertained or attained, obtained any of it, but we press forward. We press on to what God has for us. So the perspective we hope to leave with you today is seeing how our life transitions move us toward growth as we choose to do what is right as we respond to the circumstances, when we change the way we think about them, when we change the way we receive them and walk in them, I think we can, I don't think, we, we will grow and we'll mature and we'll be better for it. Amen? Amen. Weekly challenge, because this is the end of it. We're going to do a challenge. Ding, this is a new ding, thing. Ding. I feel so, like we need like a little like insert the, of ding, chimes or something. Some noise. Uh, this week's challenge is to play a game together. You might have one already that you can use. You could borrow one from a friend or just go buy it. If Hit you up don't Amazon. have any games, you should go. Because we've known friends that don't like games. You don't have to like games to play but it. But you should own some. You should have some. Okay, so here are just a couple that you could play with just two people. Chess, checkers, Scrabble, that's a, card games, yeah, that's a, like war. Um, but if you want to be more active, pickleball is one of my favorite favorite right now i love pickleball volleyball's so fun much. too but you need a few more people i think yeah probably There's i mean you could volley with just with the ball oh yeah you could play catch it's true so the challenge this week is get out or in and play a game <laughs> with your spouse it'll be fun i promise so jennifer we, we we're going to keep doing this and we always have done this will you close us in prayer Dear Lord, thank you for the transitions of life. Thank you for walking us through different seasons and circumstances to show us areas of our lives you want us to grow in. The varying seasons of life help us to learn to be patient, and they also teach us to be content where we are. Lord, we know transitions and changes will always come. Some may be anticipated and some may be unexpected. Some may even be tragic. But in all these things, please teach us to rely on you, to run to you for our hope, and to remain in your word to sustain us and strengthen us. We pray for the husband and wife listening right now. We pray you would be their shelter and their strong tower. We pray they would walk in thanksgiving and joy during whatever transitions they are currently going through or about to enter into. Lord, you are so good. We love you, and we ask that you would help us to keep in step with your Holy Spirit no matter what life brings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you all, and we look forward to having you for our next episode next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Marriage After God podcast. If you found today's episode fun and encouraging, please take a moment to share it on social media or in an email to some of your married friends. Also, would you please take a moment and leave us a review? Reviews help to spread the word about our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and you can always check out more of our resources at marriageuppergod.com. You can follow us on social media for more marriage encouragement on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage After God, at Husband Revolution, and at Unveiled Wife. We hope you have an incredible week and look forward to sharing more with you next week on the Marriage After God podcast.
Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.